Hey! Yo! All right. I did what I wanted. You're an asshole. Hi! <laughs> How are you? Why? Because I got you to laugh yes. before yes. the intro. Yes. Wait, so for those, obviously you do not know this because you're not physically here. Uh, we were we we already recorded some of the episode and Cola had to stop to something with her microphone and I purposely made sure I was not laughing or that I didn't laugh at whatever she said to me just before she pressed the start button. And I was so good about it, but this time around, of course, it didn't happen. But anyway, how are you? But anyway, I'm good. How are you doing? Good. How was your birthday? My birthday was great. The ultimate gift is that knowing on April 15th, every adult in California will be able, or at least in Los Angeles, will be able to get the vaccine and I can come home much sooner than I thought I was going to be able to come home. Right. You thought you were going to come home like what, like Christmas? Yeah. <gasps> now you're coming home sooner. How does that feel? Like, I really wanted to cry, like, out of joy today. Like, I just even if I could come home for a weekend and then come back and then I can stay longer around Christmas, but I just am so excited. I was so sad leading up to my birthday because I really was homesick, but mm. my girlfriend is amazing and she got me New York cheesecake for my <gasps> birthday and that made me really happy. I saw it was the only thing you wanted. How was it? It was absolutely delicious. I ate two slices this afternoon and I'm still full. That's amazing. That is good. Yes. There is people, very few people know that there are different types of uh, cheesecakes in the styles, like a New York cheesecake, an Italian cheesecake. Uh, they're all very different, but I do love myself a good New York cheesecake. The New York cheesecake is just, Italian cheesecake has ricotta in it, um, yep. but which is also, also good. Also, they don't necessarily use a crust. No, they don't. It kind of mm -hmm. just bakes. It always looks like it kind of implodes on itself. Maybe that was just <laughs> when my uncle made it, but uh, yeah, no. New York style cheesecakes uh, are more commonly known, I believe, to have crust. But then they they also don't have to though. Like a lot of those are just like straight up dairy and cheese too. So right, all delicious. And as someone who loves ricotta, I actually prefer the New York style over the Italian style. Oh, um, do you now? I do, I do. But I'm so excited that you get to come home sooner. This is such an exciting day. Um, I know you said that it's going to feel weird, though, that when you come home, you're going to have to stay at, like, an Airbnb. Or maybe a hotel. Uh, mm. But I, I was just talking about this with my therapist yesterday. Like, I feel the need to go up to everybody in the hotel and just let them know that I'm not a <laughs> tourist. <laughs> like... I grew up here and I am simply enjoying a luxury that <laughs> most visitors now enjoy. That is so funny to think like, I don't think I've ever stayed at a hotel in New York City because I do associate that with tourism. So yeah, you have to wear a shirt or a hat or something that says, I was born and raised here. Like, this is my city. Fuck off. I know. I... I got to give it to up to the TikTok people, though, because they've been showing me some really cool hotels that I didn't know existed, because why would I? Um, yeah. Well, they all have such tiny rooms. That is one thing I always knew about New York City hotels is their rooms are just so fucking tiny. Much like everything else in the city. That just is true. There's no it on in there. <laughs> There's no room for anything. We love that. Um, but that's so exciting. Um I forgot what I was going to, I was going to ask you another question and now I don't remember. Oh, did you, um, 
uh, see, sorry, I just had a stroke there for a second. Um, did you see that our girl Ruth Bader Ginsburg is getting her, well, she had her statue put in in our lovely hometown of Brooklyn, New York, just actually a couple days before she was supposed to turn 88. I did see that. It's a glorious statue. Um, mm-hmm. She is just she looks perfect like even no. you could tell like the statue is like small because she was i mean she's a, she was a small lady mm-hmm. but she's pretty um, short yeah yeah uh but it's uh it's it's like you could like feel her presence like it's a good statue like no. <laughs> i don't know and it was and it was during women's history month and during women's history month literally just days before she was supposed to turn 88 so it was actually unveiled on the it was unveiled on March 15th no, wait, no. She would have turned 88 on March 15th. Oh, Ruthie was a was a Pisces? I was just going to say. <gasps> Does she get any more perfect to me? I don't think so. My queen was a water sign. Sorry. Um, <laughs> she was a water sign. I'm a Pisces moon, but my Aries sun and Mercury kind of just burns all the other planets in my chart away. You are fire sign through and through. Yeah. Like, I don't, I really don't associate you with anything but fire. And that's not a negative thing whatsoever. It's really just like feisty, sassy, bolotorina. That's what you're called for a reason. Yeah, that was so nice. Your post for my birthday. Also, I'm sweating constantly. So very on point. But yeah, our our girl Women's History Month. It was it was actually unveiled on the twelfth. I thought that was um her birthday. Her birthday is the fifteenth. But I'm so so excited. Um, when you go home now, you have something to see. When you're there, it's at Cine Point for anybody who's interested in going to see it. Um, it is kind of funny that we we did mention this in our opening of the episode, considering what we're going to talk about today. Um, is a not very feminist thing. We will we will disclose that, but um. It is truly something that you and I hold near and dear to our hearts. It's, I think it's, I, I know it's one of my top five favorite shows. Is it one of yours? I don't know if it's a top five, but uh, I didn't realize. So I haven't watched this show in a while. And I, on a whim a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I'm going to start this show from the beginning again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and watching it, I'm like, oh God, this is, why do I like this show so much? But it I, part of it, I think is because we like grew up with it. Mm-hmm. But part of it, I just, I still today, I was watching a couple episodes and I still have no explanation as to why <laughs> I enjoy this show. Like, it's extremely, like, misogynistic and homophobic and mm-hmm. uh, very of its, sexist, very, very sexist, very of its time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but why, I think I started watching it because of you, actually, when we were in Probably. high school. Probably. Yeah, you watched it and then I became obsessed with it. And I was like, wow, I really love this. And believe it or not, I not finished the entire last season. So, <gasps> Have you ever yeah. seen the movie? No. Okay. So that's another reason I've re- I'm re- re-watching it to refresh my memory and kind of go into. It's yeah. so good. So the show we are referring to is the HBO series Entourage. Um, oh if God. For those who don't know. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. So we kind of struggled with if we were going to do this episode or talk about this show or not, because there is so many, um, right. Like it is pretty sexist. It is pretty misogynistic and it is kind of homophobic. Um, well not kind of, it's so homophobic. Um, but yes, it is a product of its time, but really ultimately we decided, um, we were going to, cause at least from my standpoint, like, yes, um, 
I can acknowledge that even though it is problematic and it's really, really awful um, in terms of like how they treat women or, and whatnot, it is something that I, it is pr- kind of nostalgic for me and it is such a big piece of home because that's really what it ultimately comes down to. So for those who don't know, it's loosely based off of actually Mark Wahlberg's life. Um, right. But it's Vinny Chase, his brother, Johnny Drama, um, his manager, E, and then Turtle his is his entourage, right? So Vinny Chase is the star, aka like the loosely based off of Mark Wahlberg. But ultimately, like one thing I also realized when I was recently doing the rewatch of it too is like yes it is misogynistic and all of those things but like it's showcasing Hollywood and like actually the character um I just read something about it I, and I never put two and two together but one of the characters in the show Harvey he's like the big like movie mogul yeah. oh yeah he he's based off of Harvey Weinstein so like it is very, very real in terms of like what they're kind of showcasing. And unfortunately, the truth of the matter is, is Hollywood super homophobic, Hollywood super misogynistic and sexist. So it's like, yeah, it, if anything, we could just say that it did a really fucking good job of depicting the truth. Um, but it does. It reminds me so much of home and the people we grew up around. So that's why for me, it's like one of my favorite shows because it's just so New York. Yeah, I agree. Even though it does take place in Los Angeles, which was another reason I wanted to rewatch it again, because I now live in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and uh, it's seeing them interact in like the the area out out and about in L.A. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I know where that is or mm-hmm. I know where they are. Um, so that's interesting to see it from that perspective. Now, I do agree that I think it might be that sense of like home and familiar familiarity with the type of characters that we grew up around. Mm-hmm. Um you know, that might have like drawn me in initially. Um, But also what I say about stuff like this, uh, very much of the time, but um, yeah, you know, it's showing you a specific type of person, a specific type of people and a specific industry. So Mm -hmm. like you said, it's giving you like a little like slice into what that looks like. And I do, I I feel that it's pretty, probably pretty spot on. Um, so, I mean, listen, it's not going to be for everybody. Uh, if I, I feel like, you know, watch it if you, if you haven't seen it and you're interested, like turn on an episode or two. Don't expect it to be uh, very PC at all. Um, no, no, you know, no. At the same time, I, do I encourage more things to be made like this? No, I don't think we need that perspective anymore. I think it's that's it. Um, you know, do I, I don't think I would actively seek out a show like this if it was made now. So I could see why if people have not seen it before, they would not be interested in watching it. And that's fine too. Um, but that's the disclaimer I want to put on that because I feel like (laughs) it's so embarrassing that I truly enjoy this show, but I do. I think though, like the, I, I have to go in with it this way, right? Like, me and my feminist identity so to speak like just because i enjoy the show um or can appreciate the show from 2004 which really feels like a whole fucking lifetime ago but just because i can enjoy that right doesn't make me any less of a feminist it doesn't it doesn't mean i condone the behaviors in the show it also just means that like it's like kind of like sometimes with my reading sometimes i just really fucking need to have something that's brain candy and honestly like me fucking watching entourage um doesn't uh what's the word i'm looking for like i am not contributing to the to the system of sexism 
or misogyny. Like it, it's not me who is just building it and upholding it just because I'm fucking watching the television show, right? Like it's our actions and it's how we live our lives and it's the values we hold as humans and whatnot that that's what makes us the identity we hold as feminists. So it's like – For sure. I, yeah, like people try to – like I've gotten a lot of shit for it before. People are like, oh, I can't believe you fucking like this show. And it's like literally like fuck First off. First of all, here, here's my other little tidbit. If you like Sex in the City, this is the exact same show. Right. Like almost identical from the men's perspective. So mm-hmm. not that we ever need any more perspective from that end. But, you know, <laughs> it's it's essentially you. if you like one, you'll probably like the other, quite honestly. Yep. Because yep. The, to me, they're the same show. Yep. Um, but I agree uh, with what you said. And also, um, I don't know if this happened to you growing up when you would watch things like I, I definitely remember it happening when I watched like The Godfather. But, like, as a kid, like, I didn't really, and, like, this, I would say into high school as well, um, you know, I didn't really have, like, an idea of, like, gender in movies. Like, if I watched a movie or I watched a show with a main character that I really liked, uh, you know, I would identify with them, like, regardless if they were, like, a man or not. Because in my mind, like, when I watched The Godfather for this first time, I didn't identify with the female characters because they were basically none. Uh, of relevance you know um i always identified with michael corleone or don corleone i was like that's me like i'm the i'm in charge you know like the idea of like women are like treated like garbage in this world didn't like register with me yet and i think um you know when we were younger and like well we started watching entourage when we were like 14 like you know watching that (laughs) show my mind was like oh yeah that's me and my friends like me and my girls you know like that's us and like you would think like how do you get that like how does that translate and I can't explain it to you but I just I never thought of it any other way and obviously that's bad uh I mean that's not bad no it's not at all it's 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 you don't right until we unlearn shit we are just that's what I mean like you can't we can't be blamed for liking something like this when like again I didn't fucking make the show I I don't if I'm like if men are doing that in front of me in IRL as the children would say I'm going to interrupt that behavior and that to me is significantly more important than like that but no 100 i would i would never think of like oh who's the girl i look like most in the show or think of like most in the show i 100 identify and i still identify with turtle i am turtle yo yes <laughs> we are turtle wait i am i am turtle that is who i am and i'm a little bit I, of johnny drama but i'm a little bit of turtle as well okay i'm gonna say turtle as well because how can you not jerry ferrara is great in that role um he's hysterical but uh, Ari Gold is also very much who I identify with, which is a problem only because he is he's he's probably the one of the he says some of the most homophobic things. Oh, I mean, everyone does in this show. Awful. He's an but, awful human. But as I'm watching the show, I'm like, he actually does come through for the one gay character on this show multiple <laughs> times. So I'm like, I don't not that I think that's good, a uh, good thing to be showing the world, but. You know, but anyway, the, and here's why Ari Gold has always been one of my favorite characters is because he also Jeremy Piven, huge piece of shit. I think we all know this. Yes. Um, he's been in trouble multiple times. So but the character I'm speaking specifically on the character who went watching him yell on screen. I realized this this week when I was frustrated at work is so cathartic because I'm <laughs> like, oh, that he is says what you, how he I, says what you want to say. 
Yeah, 100%. And the way I would want to say it minus the homophobic slurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, he, um, you know, I, I wanted to say that I was like our eagle, right? Like I, but I wish I was, but I most certainly was not. Like th- I'm very much a, a turtle in the sense of like, I pretty much will just I'm I'm a subtle leader in my own ways, but what I'm good at and what I like is what I'm good at and what I like, right? Like, and that is very much Turtle. He's a very simple, simple human. Yeah. Um, grant, granted, all he needs is weed and his dog, and he's a happy camper. And I I get that. I get that very much. He's a little, again, he's a little creepy in the very first like, yeah, in the first couple seasons. seasons, he's a little creep. Yeah. He's but a they all kind of are. Yeah. Except for like E and Vinny. I would say uh, because they don't have the hardest time like getting women like Johnny drama. Johnny Johnny drama. I realized is my least favorite character. What Johnny drama is like one of my favorite characters. He is such a shit. But here's the thing. Here's why I like let it go with his fucking. He's like peak misogyny. Like I think worse than all the other characters on the show. Really? But I let. But here's the thing. I don't. Like I watch it, be- I always find myself rooting against Johnny Drama, be- and you know he's always gonna fail. So that's what's funny to me. Like it always blows up in his face. He's like a coyote, like you know, like coyote chasing the roadrunner type of thing. Like you know it's gonna blow. He's you know he's gonna do something stupid. <laughs> it's he has blow up. He has some of my favorite lines. Not all of them. Most of the time, my favorite lines come from Ari Gold, but he has yeah, some they favorite lines in the whole fucking show. Like, the vagina is my third favorite hole, bro. Like, you're just like, what it's- kind of human are you? Like, you are just right. not normal. And I, but he is, he is fucking hysterical to me. That Like, him and, him and Turtle's dynamic is probably one of my favorites. That but- is very good, especially in the early seasons, because they're yes. always together. Yeah. Always. Do you know that almost everyone on the show is from New York besides Adrian Grainer, who played Vinny Chase? Yes. Jerry Ferrara yeah. is from Brooklyn. So is Ar- uh, Argold, uh, E, and um, uh, Johnny Drama. Johnny Drama is from uh, Mamaroneck, I think, which is like just right outside New York City. And then uh, the other two are from Manhattan. So like they are all from New York minus the one character who's arguably supposed to be like right i am queens boulevard like mr queens himself he's i think he's like from new mexico or some shit like that yeah Um, yeah yeah. but i i love i think especially the reason i think we gravitate towards turtle so much is because so he is from brooklyn but he the accent like he's the only one out of all of them basically the whole time besides he tries to throw it in there here and there like his little accent but um he, he Jerry Ferrara like is so Brooklyn and so New York, but um, yeah, I think that him and him and Johnny Drama's dynamic is my favorite. I always struggled, and I still do, with E and Vinny Chase's dynamic. They're fine. I'll be honest. E is like my least, second least favorite character behind Drama, and not for different reasons because he's just like uh, annoying. I feel like he's a little hothead Irishman. Like, uh, mm-hmm. but also the way he treats women, we're supposed to like, I like be like, oh, he's so sweet. He's a romantic, but he's actually not. He's actually a fucking whiner, and I can't stand nice guys like that mm-hmm. that play like the whole nice guy card and blah blah mm-hmm. blah. It's just like, you know, um, but. Yeah, you almost got to yeah. respect Vinny 
a little bit more because he's very upfront with his women of like, you know, I'm never going to call you back. I, I do respect that more. Like, I respect mm-hmm. that from anybody. Like, I don't like pe- anybody, man or woman, that play games. And I'm like, if you just are straightforward, I, I 100% respect that more. Um, yeah. Yeah. I... You, <sighs> sorry, go ahead. Do you mean, like, the dynamic between them? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Like, I'm always, like... I, I still, to this day, I've rewatched it so many times. And I'm like, are do you actually like each other? Like, I don't... I don't know. Like I still, I always struggled with their dynamic because I don't, I, I, I always think of maybe E kind of like, I don't know if he envied Vinny or Vinny to some degree. Like I, I just don't know how they really felt about each other, which I struggle. Like, so I emotionally get attached to my characters. Like, like, yeah, and I think for the, with a show like this, again, we, we well, not only identify with some of the characters, but we know so many of these characters from home in terms of like, right? So I said before, uh, there's one character in the show, his name is Dom, who is kind of like a scummy sleazebag, like boy from the block, like people you just like knew your whole life and you grew up with. So basically like you can't get rid of them. He's kind of and a you're just like You know they're going to prison one day, but like you yeah. won't be around by the time that happens. But every block to some degree had a Dom. So like- you don't you don't again don't condone dom's behavior but like you know dom like i i had at least three or four of them on my block i'm sure there were a few in your neighborhood too so like again you just you just kind of resonate with who they are um but yeah you you kind of knew where a lot of them stood with each other but i still to this day like i'm like i don't even know if eric and Vinny ever actually liked each other i think they have a codependent relationship Ooh. <laughs> That's what I get from it, from watching this all day. <laughs> <laughs> from my recent rewatch and psychoanalyzing. Yeah, yeah. They have a codependent relationship. Uh, and I think that's the only reason they continue to forever work together. Because uh, yeah. they honestly, like, I don't think they really ever. Well, first of all, the men in this show are very insecure in general. And they have a hard time showing affection for each other because it's quote unquote gay. Yep. Um, so, uh, but I would say... I don't know. I they he definitely seems more affectionate with the other characters on the show. Mm-hmm. And as far as his relationship with egos, it doesn't seem like I don't get that vibe between them and I know you don't either. It seems like just a typical like codependent like toxic relationship honestly. That's what yeah. I get from them. That that feels true. What I do love though is that Jeremy Piven, so Ari Gold he you could see the special relationship he does develop with these guys and he he right Ari Gold is this character that's essentially like a not, monster agent. yeah fucking horrible human actually also again based off of Mark Wahlberg's agent actually right. in, in real life um he whose name was Ari but his last name obviously wasn't Gold it was something else um you can kind of see that he does develop this soft spot for them and you kind of have to like love that. Also, Ari Gold's wife, truly oh, to me, she's and, the fucking queen. Yes, I was going to say the HBIC. Truly, a fucking underestimated character in this whole fucking show is Ari Gold's wife. That and Lloyd. Lloyd, you kind of like Lloyd. get like Lloyd is literally, and again because of his dynamic between him and Ari. And yes, really fucking problematic, but like. You have you see the little glimmers of like wow Ari actually loves Lloyd, and it's like that little like tender moment you feel, and that's what gets you emotionally attached. Yes, I think I would say again Ari Gold like is 
some of the stuff he says, like, and I, there's that one line where he's driving on the road and he's on the phone and he's like yelling at a person that just passed him. And I'm not going to say the line, but you know exactly what it is. And it just is yep. super uh, not okay to be saying, I'm being so vague. People are like, why are you even telling this story? The point <laughs> is though, uh, you can look it up, Ari Gold's best insults and you'll see them all. I They still crack me up. I know some of them are not correct, but um the point is this character actually i i think i want to say has the most depth Mm -hmm. (laughs) as much depth as you're gonna get in this show um does i he does like you see him get like really like tender and soft when it comes to his kids Mm -hmm. um but even with lloyd sometimes who he'll like Mm -hmm. spew homophobic slurs at which lloyd's character does acknowledge in the show and he's like i put Mm -hmm. up with this all this homophobic bullshit but like he still goes the extra mile for him. I particularly am thinking of the episode where um, this gay writer wanted to basically like have sex with Lloyd uh, and then he'll sign or some deal with Ari's like agency. And Ari's like, what's the big deal? Like, just go with him, go with him. And then fucking Ari showed up at the club to take Lloyd home. And he was like, I can't let you do this. And like, (laughs) yeah, he know he has you you're so quick to write him off as this like skeezy scumbag he gets you though like i yeah but like once he's one of those people once you're loyal or once he's loyal to you he will treat you and i think to some degree that's probably why he's such a scumbag to so many people like you're in fucking hollywood you can't be nice to every single human right like you're in you're in a very not to stereotype but you're in a very like superficial place like you cannot create people you can't go very deep with people who don't who only want to use you right like at the very surface right. level a super a superficial industry for sure but also very cutthroat like his job like if he isn't absolutely cutthroat like he knows he will lose and i really love those moments those are my favorite moments when he's being absolutely cutthroat with people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um there's some of them are like really funny too like what was the guy that he needed to fire because he was underperforming but he had just had like eye surgery that day oh and my- he was like he felt so <laughs> bad about it but then, like, at the end of the episode, he felt like he was getting his mojo back of being able to fire people. And this but then guy, he also, he, he, the guy was, like, also kind of, like, milking it. And he finds out yeah, that he's he milking was. it. Yes. <laughs> he was milking it. And he finds him up in the conference room, like, playing a, like, uh, a game where he covers one eye and sees if, he, you know, his coworker, he could read what his coworkers are writing. And Ari just comes and he goes, he goes, tell me if you can read this. Read he writes, this. get the fuck out <laughs> on this on the board and then throws everything on the floor and goes get the fuck out (laughs) it's so good i'm telling you his his lines most fucking memorable yes the most memorable for sure Um, my my i still to this day say it all the time anytime someone talks about a either a red roof in or someone mentions cabo i always go felt like cabo to me dana because there's a a line so again he always comes off as like this i'm gonna fuck other women because i'm so powerful and rich but he never cheats he on never his does wife. he never, never cheats, cheats on his wife because his wife has his balls in a vice essentially c- the whole c- series in a fucking mason jar on her goddamn nightstand like it is <laughs> so beautiful the dynamic you consistently witness like it's it's really 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 amazing um and there's a line where he's talking to this other producer or uh like a movie executive and he's trying to get something done for Vinny. and her name is dana uh, dana gordon is her name and yes, she, love her um, i will talk they, about her in a minute too oh i love dana gordon but so 
he is like on the phone with her and he basically you know he's being a fucking asshole because they they clearly have some type of sexual history that happened way before he was with mrs ari gold and um he basically is referencing something and he's like ah it reminds me of that uh it reminds that me of that night in cabo. cabo that time in cabo eh, dana and she's like it wasn't a fucking cabo ari it was a red roof inn in santa monica and he's like felt like cabo to me dana and i say that line to so many people and they never get it but if you meet me and i say it please watch that episode so you can laugh and enjoy it the way cola is with me right now dana uh, okay so i did want to bring this up this show though few and far between does have its standout female characters that Mm -hmm. consistent not consistently appear but appear more often than other female characters do throughout the series one of them Mm -hmm. is dana gordon um, who I love very much, played by Constance Zimmer. Um, if you really want to see Constance Zimmer in like mommy vibes role, fucking watch Unreal. That show is very good. I think it's still on Hulu. Um, oh, it's on Hulu. And Constance Zimmer plays like a powerhouse TV exec in that, similar to Dana Gordon, but with more of an iron fist. So definitely highly recommend that for anybody. But this is what I what I first saw her in, which was. Uh, you know entourage and she is absolutely hysterical she definitely holds her own against Ari um, pretty well I would say throughout the series despite their little like sexual history she Um, literally tells him she and her I'm telling you it's like you but here's thing he's this is how you know he's attracted to the same type of woman he himself tries to be the alpha male right like that that persona but he mm -hmm. is to women who will literally tell him to go fuck himself and put him in his place because that's exactly what Gaina Gordon does and that is exactly what his wife does that's yes amazing so him uh so Dana Gordon and his wife do we ever get her like full name or is it always just Mrs. Ari Gold like that would be hysterical oh I don't actually know I'm gonna look that up but who's your revealed but my third one we are gonna love please please bring it home Shauna I did not think that's who you were going to say. Oh, my God. Who did you think? Oh, Shauna, the PR agent. Yes. Shauna's fucking queen. She's a New Yorker. She's She's a New Yorker. Yorker. She's an actual New Yorker. It's Debbie Mazar. And uh, you'll hear her voice on New York Nico's little campaign that he just did for the subway and the MTA. But uh, Debbie Mazar as Shauna, uh, who is Vinny's publicist. Yeah, Mm -hmm. his PR person. Mm -hmm. is fucking hysterical she only shows up in like a couple episodes throughout the series but she's mm-hmm. got the whole much like turtle like still has the new york accent mm-hmm. she's got some great fucking lines uh especially when she's talking to drama and turtle because they're both Always. She, she just oh my god it's amazing I, there was that very like <laughs> the one that always comes to mind is i forgot uh turtle comes and he goes isn't anybody gonna ask what i gotta say and she goes i'm sure whatever you have to say is very intriguing turtle <laughs> <laughs> like, she's she's the she's the troll queen in that show she trolls yeah, the both she, of them very very hard she really she really but she's got like great one-liners that are just like like i, I really wish the show would have featured her a little bit more because she's just great like there was a, yeah. She like you don't see her for a couple episodes, and then she comes back and she has a kid, and mm-hmm. like her assistant's giving the kid back to her, and she's like, "He threw up on me." She goes, "Oh please, that's not the first time a guy's thrown up on you." <laughs> like just these like throwaway one liners that are just like so like the essence of New York, and I appreciate that because like she's also out in L.A. with the guys like doing doing the she damn hold, thing. But out she there. could 
she can hold her own too. I thought you were going to say Sloane. Sloane, I do enjoy. I don't know. Love Sloane. Okay, here, here's the thing. I do love Sloane, uh, but in the later seasons where I'm at right now, mm-hmm. Sloane, I don't know what they're gearing up for because I don't remember. Uh, I have to be, again, this is a huge refresher for me as I'm like going through the series again. But Sloane, they're tr- I feel like they're trying to paint Sloane out to be a huge bitch, and I don't appreciate that because she is such a good character. And I'm like, yeah, you know, no, what I'm she saying? is. Yeah, like, no, I she feel, is. I feel a setup coming. <laughs> so, you know, they they for a little while there. I know we, I know what you're talking about. They will, but it pivot it pivots. So this is one of the things I think I love most about Entourage, which always like hypes me up. More than anything, and I think you do this too, we love like an underdog win. We love the fuck you moment. We love the, not really the gotcha moment, but the fuck you don't ever underestimate me moment. Like that to me is like, right, we talk about this all the time. The essence of New York is like, do not fucking estimate me, underestimate me. I am the underdog and I will fucking prove you wrong. And so much of Entourage, so many moments in that show, especially like towards the end of the season where they're always in that like, what the fuck are they going to do? They always like switch it up, pivot, and you feel vindicated in some way, almost always. Yeah. And and that'll happen for Sloan too. Um, that's why I think like so season two and three are probably my favorite seasons because there's so many of those moments where you're like, they're not getting out of this. This isn't gonna work. Or that's why actually one of my one of my favorite characters, again, awful fucking human, is Billy, the the director, producer. Oh. Yo, I'm not gonna lie. I also really loved Billy Walsh. I fucking love Billy Walsh because Billy Walsh, honestly, he is the first person who ever opened my eyes up to this concept of a suit. Yeah, that's like his favorite, his famous thing, right? There's a shirt. I remember I wanted it so bad. Suits it's, suck. Suits suck and don't and fuck suits, right? Like that's his thing. And suits are these typical Wall Street cookie cutter square peep guys who are only out to make money and fuck people over and be awful and billy's walsh's whole fucking existence is to destroy these type of people and so i love billy walsh like he is oh i fucking love billy like but because there's so many moments he's so highly unstable (laughs) he is he's on many many drugs he is a free spirit and like Oh, he's a fucking psycho, but he's such, I w- again. I want to give a shout out to his girlfriend in this in the episodes he's in too, because she's just like <laughs> she's just like holding it down. She's like calls Eric like, yeah, Billy locked himself in the bathroom with a gun and some scotch. You better get over here. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what other girl dates that man? That that girl, like, seeing, I know, like you know, like that is the char- that is the only character that would ever date that human. Like that's how she has to be. Um, yeah, no, Billy is one of also my my favorite characters, but that's another thing. Billy, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Is he is he so unstable? Is this not gonna work? Is the is the movie not gonna get made? Is it gonna be a fucking disaster? Is it gonna be a flop? And then even when you feel like things are not gonna go that way, you're waiting for the fuck you moment. Here it is, we win. And there's so many moments like that in that show. And I Oh, I fucking love it. It's so I good. I agree. I think that's also probably why I enjoy watching it is that underdog spirit, just that sense of feeling like this could happen to us. Like we mm-hmm. could, we're here in well at the time, you know, in Brooklyn watching this, and then all of a sudden one day we could just be fucking rolling around Hollywood, no big deal. Did you you know something that I always think that's really interesting is that so they are four friends from high school right like yes. they were really since before high school they grew up together 
I often find the dynamic of groups of friends like that is very rare to find outside of like the Northeast. Like, yeah, like you have, like you have like people, I feel like, yeah, like you have people who um, might have like a friend from childhood who grew up or like one or two friends from childhood that grew up. But like most of, at least, and this is just from my sample size I've ever encountered, like a lot of my friends from the West Coast or um, things like that, like it's just not the same like close knit dynamic that you find with people from when they grew up with. I guess, I don't know. I, I guess I'd have to talk to more of my West Coast friends. I, I know my girlfriend has some friends that uh, she's had for since like high school still that she still hangs out with and is very close with. Um, so I think it just depends on like the type of person too. Like it's hard to stay friends with people that you've known since high school because you're like not a person in high school. Like you, I mean, you're a, pers- you're a person, but like you don't know like who you are I mean, maybe you do. And if that's the case, wow. Like, seriously, no, I, kudos. I, I don't. Um, I, I was a ball of gluten, big boobs, and long hair. That's who I was in high school. <laughs> Just trying to figure out how I, I navigate all of that. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I just, the point being like, you know, it's like the same thing where people are like, oh, I've been with my boyfriend since high school. I'm like, that's interesting. I mean, that's not a bad thing, but like if y'all can make it work, but the thing is, is like, you're such different, like different people, like, cause you're not really like fully formed as like an adult person yet, but sometimes you're treated like an adult. Anyway, the point being is you go through a lot of like growth as a person, hopefully from high school. Um, and you know, if you have the type of people that are willing to grow and change as well, then I think those people end up coming with you. Um, but if you have the type of people that are going to stay stagnant in certain stages of not necessarily high school, but in any stage of the life of life that comes after that, then Mm -hmm. I think, you know, depending on whether you feel like being stagnant with them, you know, or if you think that, uh, you know, you can move beyond that, then like, that's kind of where people start getting left behind. But that's, that's my whole thought process on that. Yeah. I think more, I think more so of like, when I say like that tight knit dynamic, I'm also talking about the fact that like, like they're deeply ingrained in each other's lives. Like, so like their moms are all friends with each other, right? Like they deeply know about each other's siblings, right? Like, and I think like, I recognize that between like, even like you, me and Kristen, right? Like I am very like to some, like, I know I've like, I've been in your homes to some degree. I feel like I've grown up in some of those places in other people's homes, but I, and it is very, that could be very closed minded of me to say like, Oh, that doesn't exist anywhere else. But I do know, like, even when I was in college, the closeness that which like you, me and Kristen were to some degree, um, people were always like, huh, like, I don't really have that with my friends from back home. And more so I'm thinking of like my Midwest, like West coast friends. Um, Maybe not so much like, yeah, I was, I'm like, I'm thinking like all the people who don't are all from the Northeast, but it sounds like we're going to have to do a poll this week. We might have to do a poll. I'm going to have to do a poll of like West Coast versus East Coast or Northeast versus everywhere else. Like, I, are we... I, I mean, yeah, maybe I still think maybe it depends on the type of person, but maybe you're right. Like also, but think about this too. Like we grow like growing up in the northeast cities like maybe like new york or like boston like or even anywhere else uh, the houses are very close together so it wouldn't it's not uncommon for me to ride my bike to your house and like hang out for a couple hours and then ride my bike home or you know 
to walk, uh, you know, for Kristen to walk to your house because she lives like around the block, you know, like I feel like that has a lot to do with that specific type of dynamic that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and like maybe in some other places, it's like your best friend doesn't necessarily live you know, a bike ride away, or maybe they do. I don't know. I don't know what the, su- what are the suburbs like? Everybody tell me. <laughs> no, but for any, I mean, any I, non-city people. But I'm, I'm guessing in areas where maybe like things are a little bit more spaced out, like, and you need a car to get there might be a little trickier, but I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So you tell me, <laughs> we'll do, we'll do a poll this week. Again, never, ne- never claim to be the two broads of accuracy. We're just fucking doing this shit live. Um, but yeah, I, 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 again, I think the dynamic, maybe that's also what it is too. Like they just, so they feel so much more like home. Cause it feels like me and my friends, like you said before, like when we watch it, it feels like, oh, this is like me and my girls. Like, this is how we all hang out. I, I also think, um, I think like the, the loud mouthness of them all, like the brutal honesty, the fucked yeah. up, like crude humor, um, that like I identify so much with that I often I actually didn't realize this maybe until like a couple of months ago like just how much I curse I think I've actually said this when I was listening to your sister's episode I'm like wow oh, yeah. they 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 barely dropped a single f-bomb and I just let that shit fly like the fourth of July like it it's so that that again that crudeness that's that's in me I feel like it's one of those shows where I I feel more comfortable in how I speak because I see people speaking the way I do Right. Well, and especially My, like since the- minus the homophobic slurs, slurs right. yes. yes, yes, of course, we're not we're not doing <laughs> going down the homophobia racism route there. No. But no. Uh, but I, I get what you're saying, because like I said, when I watch Ari Gold, sometimes it's like very cathartic. Uh, and especially in like this whole pandemic going on, I've been watching a lot of things that make me feel like less alone. And somehow mm-hmm. that makes me feel like less like I was like, yeah, there's crazy motherfuckers out there just like me that will just fucking say a thing to a person and then that person is just sitting there with the information I've assaulted them with. Yep. Um, but yeah, that that kind of like, I don't know, that like unfilteredness of it, I guess. Minus, yep. again, I without th- you, like I pride myself on the ability to be absolutely scathing without needing to be misogynistic or homophobic or uh, oh, yeah. racist. Um, and yeah, honestly, no. bonus points if you could be scathing that way. <laughs> yeah, I I would agree with that. I never feel the need to say mean things to people who identify in the LGBTQ spectrum ever. And yet I also would say that I never hold back on the language I use in terms of, again, the harshness, the crudeness, the honesty. Um, yeah. I think there's a difference between like being mean and just being loud and honest like right yes like, yes 100 like the, like those words uh hurt things about people they can't change i'm going to hurt you about the obvious things like you're a fucking idiot or yeah. you, you make really fucking stupid decisions or you've annoyed right. me today right like i'm not right. i'm not going to make fun of you for the things you can't change like your identity your weight or <laughs> shit like that i'm going to make fun of you for the choices you have made because i think you're a fucking idiot right that's very yeah. very different <laughs> it's very different um you make bad choices you dumb shit no you dumb um, fuck i uh but yeah no that's that's what it is i don't know that's you know again why i watch like pretend it's a city and like you know like mm-hmm. 
we're that's on the completely opposite end of the spectrum but you understand the point i'm making here um, in a way she's kind of like ari gold except she's I, I i think like they're very similar characters in the sense that they don't hold back they'll come at people if they you fucking annoy them they're they're gonna tell you like what's up i i think they could be very similar in in yeah. some ways but um some of my favorite scenes actually i don't know what yours are but mine is usually when ari and his wife are in therapy oh my god yes it's so funny so fucking good like it's one of the first times i uh remember like seeing that really like hbo i don't know what it is about some of their shows but like normalizing the the therapy a part of like scenes right like the sopranos there's a therapist is one of the main characters also isn't that lorraine bracco it is lorraine bracco yeah i was like i can't oh yeah i'm I'm, I'm doing lorraine I'm doing a Sopranos rewatch very, very soon. So I will be taking notes and reporting back. Um, But uh, yeah, same thing with, with uh, Entourage and (laughs) my favorite, like again, some of my favorite lines come from those scenes, like uh, where she, I think it's season, I can't remember the season, but basically where he's been like really upset about how things are going with Ari Gold is really upset about how things are going with Vinny Chase and the guys and he just hasn't really he feels like he's been letting them down their relationship is dwindling and it's really really impacting him and so his wife's complaining about it in therapy like oh you know I really just think he's depressed and he doesn't want to talk about it like and he's like hold on a second I didn't fucking go to the Lakers game last night because they were playing the fucking Bobcats and I didn't even fucking need to go right so and then he just stands up and you can see like the whole time he's getting his ass handed to him by these women he's getting his ass handed to by these women and then he just stands up in Ari Gold fashion and he's like he's like I don't fucking care about Vinny he is a client to me he is a number just like their just like wife number one and therapist number seven good day and he fucking walks out of the room like again those moments that you're just like oh like that that fuck you this feels so good I'm just like it's like it is like it's cathartic that's like the best it way is to describe it I just watched uh an episode where he was going uh head to head in like a prank war with Josh Weinstein I think it was one of his <laughs> former or adam davies sorry it was adam Adam, davies adam so it was one of his old like reports uh Mm -hmm. who now is a big time agent themselves and a couple years younger than ari is so Mm -hmm. thinking they're hot shit anyway so they're going back and forth this entire episode with like pranks on each other like brutal Mm -hmm. shit and then adam sends ari a photoshopped photo of his wife on a uh, like his wife's head on a like a porn star's body and like Mm -hmm. sent it everywhere Mm-hmm. And Ari just took off and went straight to the dude's office, like in a rage. Like, first of all, love the, the extent that he goes to defend his wife's honor. <laughs> Second of all, I was like feeling that. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know what, just the day I was watching that episode, I was like, yes, kill him. Like, I truly <laughs> enjoyed watching him in this rage and then he gets there and he he like calls him out and his whole office is out there watching Mm -hmm. this interaction unfold and he slaps him across the face and i think he says a bitch slap for a bitch uh (laughs) and he was like if you don't apologize about what you did you know that's the mother of my children he's like Mm -hmm. i will like full-on beat your ass in the middle of this office Mm -hmm. and he just has such a presence this character Mm-hmm. that the dude just totally backs down and it's like i'm sorry yep. and like yep. doesn't ever actually like full-on beat the shit out of him and like mm-hmm. leaves and like that is i i mean aside from the the bitch comment like that's like smart fucking 
yeah like that's the way to play it you know like yeah. it's it's I don't know. That whole scene was so cathartic for me. I was just having a day and I was just like, yes, destroy this man. Ruin he him. Makes, he verbally assaults you in a way that it makes you wish he would have just physically beaten you instead. Yes. That is. <laughs> he's like, he has like an intellectual wit to him that is so fucking good. Like, it's just so, so good. And I think that's one of HBO's strong shoots is strong suits is that they know how to develop a character and like do it in such a way where like you said you feel their presence even sitting in the room like they have like strong characters like that consistently throughout all their shows and to some degree i would argue that they replicate a few of them right like to to some degree like you said like sex in the city is is a pretty similar version to what we're talking about on entourage um much they do replicate a lot of those characters but they do it in such a way that like you feel their presence even when you're sitting at home um and it makes you really really fall in love with them and i i think that's like we can sit here and say how awful this TV show is, but at the end of the day, it'll still evoke some type of emotion in us that like makes us feel good. And I think kudos for us, like you and I, and, and most people I think that would watch the show now and be like, this is bad. Don't do these things. But also being able to take away the entertainment value from it or being able to take away like that, those like values of like, don't underestimate me or man, like I wish I could like just fucking speak up when someone's like trying to, like push me to my limit and like i think it's really great that we're able to to decipher the two because i do i think it's i think it becomes dangerous for the people who can't decipher yes. those things yes it's dangerous for the fuck boys out there that are like my life is entourage it's just like that i'm like no it is fucking not you fucking <laughs> scumbag fucking jerk off hanging out with your friends outside the bodega like no you haven't washed you haven't fucking washed your sheets in three weeks you're nothing like <laughs> Ari Gold. <laughs> you're scuzzy you're disgusting you're nothing yeah no you're right though it's it's the that's the problem with it though right that it Mm -hmm. creates this you know those people that don't know how to differentiate the two um you know i I, actually we didn't eric del sandro one of our faves on this show didn't he just uh he posted something a couple weeks ago about people when people tried to cancel greece because they were like I forgot what why the reason they were trying to cancel Greece, but it was stupid. But the point uh, that he was making, I agree with. He's like, this is a movie. He's like, when are you trying to learn like all of your life lessons from movies? Like he goes, they get in a flying car at the end of it. <laughs> None of this is based in reality. And I'm like, I agree. And I, I do agree. Like, listen, I don't think that we should be making like now we know better, right? Like you always say, when we know yep. better, we do better. So, like, we don't need to make content that is problematic anymore. We don't need to go out of the way to make content that's problematic anymore now that we know the better way to do things, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you can't also – I don't. I also don't think you can go back and pick at all these other things and be like, this is done. And it's like, okay, but no one's telling you to watch that and raise your children based on this show. <laughs> you know, right. like – it's like if you don't want your kid to watch it, like don't watch it. Like I my when I was growing up, my dad didn't want me to watch Sex in the City. It, you know, so like that's up to you. Like if you want to show your kids something, like show it to them. If you don't, then don't. But or you know, just teach you, them what you can. Just teach them then what not to do. Or again, maybe let's not get our moral and ethical compasses from fucking TV shows. Exactly. Like you maybe do some parenting. Get off your ass and fucking parent your children and stop like trying to fucking worry about like what media is out there you can sit them down like when i saw the godfather i was obsessed with being a mobster and then my parents sat me down and said hey 
this is a crime. Like this is a life of crime. This life is not to be glorified. And I was like, right. okay, fine. That was and the it, end of it. And it's I mean, really, not really hurt our people. <laughs> in my mind, the Godfather theme plays all the time when I'm in meetings. <laughs> <laughs> but you, my jokes aside, you understand what I'm saying. It's like you are, yes. if you're, it's up to you, like to not be stupid and not fucking yeah. act like this media is ruining your kids' lives or going to make your kids grow up a certain way. Like you need Correct. to tell them it's a simple conversation to have mm-hmm. with a, a kid being like, Hey, this isn't really how you should do things. Like this is a movie. So right. That's it's you can, so simple. Right. You can laugh, but if this were to actually happen, this is what you should actually be doing instead. Right. Like it's, it's all about the balance and the, the moderation, right? Like here we go. I myself, I said in the beginning of the show, this is one of my top five favorite shows in the entire world. And I am nothing like any of these characters. I denounce everything that they do as people. But again, two things can be true, right? And to me, it's your actions are what speak significantly louder and how you treat others or how you let others treat you or treat each other is way more important than what you choose to sit your ass on the couch and watch on tv like right that that that's just it's because it's there right you and i did not write this show not watching this show also doesn't end sexism it doesn't end misogyny so like so for people like again i and i think i i think i speak a little bit more personally about this because i do feel the need to defend it a little bit more because of how much shit i've ever gotten for loving it as much as i do is because it's like me not watching it doesn't end sexism and misogyny. The, the things I do in my everyday life help end misogyny and sexism. When I call out men or when I have the men that I surround myself with hold each other accountable, those are the things that are going to end sexism and misogyny or at least help work towards it, right? Like, that's going to do it. Me not watching Entourage, not watching Entourage has fucking nothing to do with that. So, yeah, I'm very, very – it's, again, one of my top five favorite shows. Like, I can't not ever watch it. Um, but it feels fucking good to say that. Yeah, no, I'm definitely enjoying the rewatch I'm having right now. And it's just like, it's it's funny. Like, I can't help it. I think it's funny. I think it's it's, so it's a funny show. I mean, like, again, we don't need... Oh, have you ever watched Ballers? Uh, that's with The Rock, right? Yeah. Someone yeah. said that is like a similar vibe, but I've never Very had... Similar. No disrespect to The Rock, but I've never desi- like had any desire to see anything he's in. Um <laughs> I've I've watched a few episodes because my brothers like it, but I, I actually did watch it and think all oh, this kind of gives me entourage vibes. But it's a little more like serious, suity mm, type don't. than 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 if. Uh, but I, I've actually heard it is really really fantastic. I just I don't need to. I'm gonna like I said I'm gonna do the Sopranos rewatch. My um, boyfriend just for the first time uh, he's officially this is how you know he's officially dating an Italian girl from New York. Um, he watched Goodfellas for the first time and he's not obviously I didn't realize really until relatively recently how much how, how much context is missing um, for people who aren't from New York or who haven't really grown up with yes. New York City culture. Wait, the so. same thing happened when Janelle and I watched it for the first. Well, she had never seen it. And a couple months ago, we watched it together for the first time. Same thing. Like, I like, had to explain, like, the hierarchy of mm-hmm. the way the mafia works and yeah. what is Omerta and all of that stuff. Or um, 
like I I've had to explain it's just it's just it's like uh what did I have to recently explain oh like he does not like the fact that in the movie Henry Hill cheats on his wife he cheats on Lorraine Bracco um oh because I get it because you know any man would be a psycho to cheat on Lorraine Bracco because she's a fucking goddess but that too but he also just like he doesn't he doesn't uh and and this is like not a bad thing he just doesn't like he it right. kind of like it just upsets him like when there's like a like a character where it's like oh i'm kind of rooting for you i'm, I'm kind of like right. with you in this and then you do something really sleazy like that which i i think it's not again not a bad thing um but to me it's like honey That's they just the way all cheat they all cheated on their wives question did he see the godfather first has he seen the godfather so- I don't think he's actually seen the Godfather movies. Okay. That's the other thing. I'm like, there's so, so much context that we're missing here. Well, also because I would say the Godfather is a very cleaned up version of mm. mob stories because mm-hmm. I don't think anyone aside from like Sonny like really ever cheats on their wife in that movie. Like they don't have all the girls on the side. I always assume that if they were younger or like, especially like the older men, like, yeah. When they, they don't younger, show it though did. yeah like, yeah, yeah. They, don't, no, no. they don't show it like uh, don corleone is supposed to be like this a- iconic anti-hero because he is so uh such a family man and you know, look at all the stuff he did for the people in the neighborhood yet he's a murderer like mm-hmm. you know like so that's the conflict so you don't ever see him cheat on mama corleone they wouldn't do that because that ruins what they're trying to do about his like whole ethos and all that but in mm-hmm. like movies like goodfellas and the sopranos that gives a little bit more realistic taste there's more blood in those too like yeah godfather is very like cleaned up hollywood picture about the mob <laughs> i really like the voice you used to say all of that thank um, you it's a transatlantic accent it's an accent <laughs> that doesn't actually exist that they made up for hollywood movies in the 30s and 40s wow what a fun yes. fact that's yeah. fun. Does um, not exist. Watch any old Hollywood film. You'll see they're all talking like this for no particular reason. No one in their right mind talks like this. <laughs> that is so fun. Well, the the fact, not really the accent. That got old. Um, yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> but, yeah, no. So he watched it for the first time. But so even, like, the term, like, gumata, like, I've had to explain. Because he's, like, so my uh my nephew like we usually make jokes my godson they'll always be like oh go go to you gumata like meaning me i'm his godmother but when you know it's kind of thrown around in, in like a sleazy way well because it, it's used for both and my dad does a really good job of, of explaining yeah my dad does a really good job of explaining both but so he's like hang on a second he's like gumata that that's not a good thing and i'm like no 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 like you're you're overthinking it honey like that that's you're missing a lot of context here so it's like to have to explain all these things has been so Fun. interesting so yes yes it's definitely been fun like so it, it actually it all started the catalyst for all of this was um there was a, a meme of some sort that had the like the quote at the top like now use can't leave at the top and it said like underneath it like if you know you know essentially and he's like do you get this and i'm like yeah it's from bronx tale and he's like what and so i showed him the scene and we've talked about this Bronx Tale, the fucking music, oh. that whole movie, the soundtrack. It's so fucking good. Do you know that was directed by Robert De Niro? Yes, I did know that. It, it is directed by Robert De Niro. Um, it's so, so good. And he he watched that one scene. And ever since then, I was like, have, he's like, oh, I feel like I've kind of seen this. I'm like, well, have you seen Casino? Have you seen Goodfellas? Like, I'm trying to like, he's like, yeah, I feel like maybe bits and pieces. And I'm like, okay, well, you're going to have to start watching these things. So the next thing on the list is the sopranos i really want him to my sit down other and do a rewatch with me my other favorite is once upon a time in america uh and it's not 
as popular as the other ones. But if you can find the uncut version of it, I highly recommend watching it. Don't watch the American edit because it won't make any sense. Once Upon a Time in America is about the Jewish mob. And De Niro and James Woods are the leads. And it's amazing. Is it with a... I'm going to have to see if I could find it somewhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, I I know this. Yeah, James Woods. Yeah. With McGovern. Oh, and Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, I, I know... I've seen this before. But yeah, it's, I have it's, to. It's great. It's... Uh... It's one of my favorites. I Some of those, like that one in Casino, I don't rewatch as often because they're a little bit longer. But if you're in the mood to do like a couple mob movies, definitely watch Once Upon a Time in America. Let me say something. Casino to me is one of those movies that it's it's heavy. Like It is so, heavy. So, yeah, so, that's so another. So is Goodfellas. So is Goodfellas, but it's heavy. But not like, as I heavy can... as Casino. No, no, no. I, so I, I have to do it like once every like five or six years. But like a Bronx Tale, I could do like all the time. Bronx Tale's perfect. The Bronx Tale's a play. Is it really? Yeah, it was a play. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Although a lot of it was filmed in Brooklyn. That I did know. And Queens, because they filmed not too far from where I used to live in Astoria. Oh, I, I'm going to watch that movie over. But yeah, the That's next so thing nice. on the list is I'm gonna, I'm really curious to see what he thinks of The Sopranos. He start, I've also had him watch Entourage a little bit. Um and he he liked it. He thought it was funny. Again, he he really struggles with those like really loud New York type characters because he's he's again he's just... not not what he's familiar with. Like even sometimes I have to sit there and I'm like, wow, you're missing so much context. And then I'm like, I've never had to explain it to anybody before because all of my friends, or at least all the friends I've ever kept, even outside New York, know that context. Right. Like, yeah, that's interesting. So I I'll have to. I don't know. I don't want to show my girlfriend an episode of Entourage. I don't think she'll like it, but uh, I would love to get an outsider's opinion on that. Um, well, we'll see. I don't know. Well, this was a solid episode, though. I feel like we covered everything we wanted to about this program. Yeah, no, that was a really more in-depth analysis of Entourage than I anticipated. Um, I will say this for anybody who does want to go um, and maybe skim through it. Seasons two and three are the best. Uh, it dips a little bit, but then it picks back up again. You're in season what right now? Six. Season six. Uh, it's good. I will be really interested to hear your thoughts on the movie. I really enjoyed the movie, but that could be a, another take for another day. Interesting. So. Okay. Well, I for, I totally forgot about the movie, so I'll I'll follow up with that. But yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, this was fun. Should we do it again? Hell yeah. Great. All right. Well, I'm Anna. I'm Cola. And we are two broads from Brooklyn. Have a great night. Thanks for listening.